Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Yes, it is Saturday morning, October 2nd, and of course, this is your daily financial news. Don't forget, we have our co-host, Happy, here, and of course, we have Sonny, who's sleeping right over there. And, uh, you know, something we are still trying to do is get one of these daily financial news up to 500 likes within 24 hours. And what we're going to do if that happens, or I should say when this happens, because I believe in you, I think we can do it. What I would like to do is, uh, you know, if we get 500 likes on any of these daily financial news videos, we're going to go out and buy an outfit for Happy and Sunny and have some fun dressing up our dogs. What the heck? It should be fun. A couple of quick announcements before we get started. First and foremost, yes, yes, yes. I know it's been two weeks since we've done a live Q&A. It is back. We will do it this morning. Two weeks ago, I was in Southern California uh, working on a, I don't know, mini series about real estate investing. And then last Saturday, of course, I was speaking at the REI conference. But I'm back. We will do a live Q&A here in about 28 minutes. Second, I put out a video yesterday afternoon, 6 o'clock, I think, uh, with a young lady who has been investing since 1995. Uh, she got her first house, which she house hacked at 21 years old. And if you don't know, I'm on a kick uh, where I think, as Dion says, house hacking uh, is the cheat code to wealth. So uh, working on that and, and really enjoyed that conversation. A couple of quick notes. First and foremost, this book, 15 Conversations, uh, has been out for a week, and I'm hoping for a couple of things. First, uh, I'm hoping for some selfies, uh, something we did a lot with this book early on, as a lot of you sent me selfies, so thank you very much. This book has started to ship. Uh, it is, I, I saw in my uh, little tracking thing that uh, some hard, cop hard copy and soft copy books were shipped, so if you got a book, do me a favor. Take a selfie, tag me on Instagram. I want to make sure they are getting out. And then lastly, if you've been looking to buy this book on Kindle, uh, just so you know, it is uh, available now. Uh, it actually went live yesterday. We, we or I shared last week, it takes Amazon about a week. And sure enough, it took six days. So it is now active on your Kindle library. So a couple of quick things uh, to note. Um... First off, I guess we'll go top down today. What the heck? Looks like uh, Washington, D.C. continues to be a uh, interesting place to watch. Uh, it looks like this infrastructure bill, but by all accounts, um, is not going anywhere until um, people agree to spend another two, three, three and a half trillion dollars. Uh, they have... Um, connected these initiatives. Uh, so even though there's broad agreement to spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure, hard infrastructure, it is not going anywhere until the bigger package is happening. And uh, I don't know. 
I guess it's politics, something I try to stay away from. It's all nauseating. Uh, but it's uh, it's interesting to see that the uh, that Biden, who by all accounts is a centrist, can't get something done in his own party. So whatever. Pretty funny. Uh, I didn't know that Bernie Sanders was president, which is kind of odd, right? Since seems to be he's the one that's holding all of this up or that side of the aisle. So anyways, next up, we got China. Uh, as I indicated, a lot of the what is going on in China is going to eventually ripple down to Chinese citizens. And we're starting to see videos of um, just ordinary mom and pop investors who chose to invest in Evergrande's wealth management uh, show their stress uh, because they have essentially lost everything. This reminds me a lot of what I experienced in Enron. If you don't know, yes, I was one of the idiots who invested in Enron. And I remember uh, not only obviously the pain that I felt, but a lot of Enron employees had their entire nest egg in Enron stock. And it was tragic to see what happened there. And it's it's happening somewhere else and it's never, never a good idea. So uh, never fun. So again, my big concern is I think China is at best setting up for a lost decade, but at worst could go into a pretty nasty recession. If the Chinese citizens keep talking to each other and they keep talking about all the pain, lost stocks, lost housing values, all of this, they're going to retreat. And that would be very bad for the Chinese economy. Uh, As expected, rents are skyrocketing. The discount from the pandemic is quickly retreating, even in cities hard hit like New York and San Francisco. San Francisco still is kind of the slowest to return. Uh, But we have rent skyrocketing year over year, 15%. Folks, as I've said in the title, you can't beat inflation, but you can use it. Inflation hurts everyone. I think inflation is a tax. The government won't call it a tax because they're creating it. It's nonetheless a tax we all pay. You can't beat it. Your tomatoes, your milk, your eggs, your gas go up just like mine. However, you can use it. Watch this channel one rental at a time. Get ridiculously low 30-year money and let inflation be your friend. And if you want to know what I mean, just go look at my 50-year spreadsheet, which I'm giving away for free in my free course. We'll link below. And look at it. Pretend it's 1971. You are buying at low interest rates of the decade and in an environment where wages will go up 85%, housing will go up 106, and rents will go up 116. Do the math. You can use inflation. You can't beat it. Yeah, some crazy stats. Boise, Idaho. 40% rent increase in a year. That's unhealthy. That's crazy, right? That that just tells us that, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of building and eventually supply will catch up and we will see what happens. But yeah, 40% Phoenix, 22%. Phoenix is a huge market, huge. 
22%. If you are a landlord in Phoenix, you have enjoyed the last year. And again, I want to say that inflation hurts everyone. It is a tax. We should call it a tax. I don't, it's, it's sad that the uh, news media doesn't call it a tax, uh, but it hurts everyone. So think about how to use inflation instead of complain about inflation. There is a way to use inflation. Again, it looks like the folks at CNBC and other news media are watching this channel. They are now have an article out this morning talking about Bed Bath & Beyond's earnings call being a sign that other retailers might have a really bad September, right? If you remember Bed Bath & Beyond, they said something like it was shocking the lack of traffic in September. So this is something to watch. Uh, now you have California eviction moratorium ending. Yes, it is ending. Uh, you do have some protection if you are a tenant that have applied for assistance. Uh, but in this, but eviction moratorium is over. And as expected, the tsunami of California evictions is coming. Don't believe it. Uh, right now, uh, there are 309,000 folks that have asked for eviction assistance. <laughs> the lion's share of those are going to get help. Uh, they will also likely get future months help, up to three months of future help. And also, don't forget, this is California, folks. Evictions take time in the best of time. Evictions in California, when things go well, are 75 to 90 days. Does anybody really think evictions are going to go faster? No, there's no tsunami of evictions coming, not even in California. Landlords don't want them. Landlords now are starting to see money. Yes, I got my first, uh, I guess, deposit, electronic deposit for a tenant that asked for assistance. We won't, most landlords won't evict tenants if money is coming at this point. We have held on so long. We don't want a turnover. It's just not coming. But yes, there are bad tenants. There are tenants, just like there's horrible landlords, there are horrible tenants. Let's just be honest. It goes both ways. And there are tenants who have gained the system, and they about to be gone, uh, which they should be. Don't know if you've noticed what's going on in the UK, uh, but the UK gas shortage reminds me a little bit of the 70s. Yes, I remember not so vividly, a little fuzzy, sitting in the back of this big old white boat that my, it's not a boat as in a boat, but like a car, like a huge car, waiting in, uh, pushing the car to get gas because we didn't want it to idle. We were in line. I, I remember, I, re I don't know if that happened, but I remember it. So I'm sure my mom will watch this and correct me later, but I remember gas lines uh, in the late 70s. So uh, the UK is having that and they are actually getting soldiers to deliver gas given the labor shortage is so bad. Wage earners, specifically low-skilled wage earners, have seen a dramatic increase in wages. This is the seeds of inflation. Whether you like it or not, you take the lowest rung, no skills, just selling hours, you raise that, everything else goes up. Low-wage earners just in Q3 have averaged 5.3% increase in wages. Specifically in hospitality, uh, they have seen a 13% increase. That one is year-on-year. Year. The first one is quarter-on-quarter. Quarter. Again, wage inflation is real. It will impact everything. Think of Chipotle six months ago. 
Yay, we're raising average salary or starting salary two bucks an hour next week. Way, we're raising the cost of your burrito bowl 4%. It's all connected, folks. It's all connected. And for example, when you are um, going to be taxing corporations, just so you know, that will ripple through to prices and will also have inflation. So don't get it twisted. And then the last thing that I saw today was that 70-year high for... uh, percent of wealth in stocks. So if you didn't know, at least based on the article I read, the American economy or wealth is $109.2 trillion. $109.2 trillion. 41.5% of that is currently in the stock market in one way or another, either individual stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, all of that. It shocks me that that is a high because I remember the dot-com craze. That was the last high. It peaked in the dot-com craze at 38%, 38.1%. We have eclipsed that. And if you guys don't know what happened after that, it was uh, some significant pain was coming. Not saying it's out there, but yeah, anytime the stock market or really anything is at a 70-year high, That should get your attention. And as I have shared many, many times, I consider the stock market the largest legal casino out there. It is an environment where rules can change in a minute and you can have companies that are fully audited be frauds like Enron and WorldCom. Yes, I owned both and yes, that sucked. So in the end, remember, if you are a part of this channel and you wanna understand or have different conversations about wealth and real estate, get this book. If you've already got your copy, take a selfie. I would love to see that it came out. Uh, And also, if you wanted it on Kindle version, it is coming or it is out already. And then on Audible, uh, we actually got Dion from Dion Talk to agree to be the voice. I would tell you we are probably six months out from having it available on Audible. It is quite the lift. Uh, So I just wanted to give you expectations. If you're waiting for the Audible version, I think best case, we're talking March or April of next year. But I could be wrong, but that is my expectation because it is not fast, nor is it cheap. So have a wonderful day, everyone. If you're going to want to ask me some questions, I will be back in 15 minutes. Take care. Bye-bye.